Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. Pat Marzovka is retiring from Loris College after 34 years. In this episode, he reflects on his time on campus and looks ahead to life after Loris. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome Professor of Marketing, Pat Marzovka. Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Well, welcome. Thank you for the invite. I'm looking forward to having a chance to talk a little bit. Uh, what I tell my used to tell my students was talk about marketing. <laughs> um, so not necessarily talking about marketing today, but talk about Loris or uh, any of the questions that you might have. Yeah, well, professor of marketing, that title only applies for a few more months. It's, yeah, it's applied for you for 34 years at this point, and now it's, it's gonna be going yeah. away. Well, I have to. My big decision is I have a customized uh, license plate that says Prof Pat. <laughs> that I had rusty license plates once, and I'd gone in to replace them, and I saw that they had a Loris plate, and I said, "Oh, that'd be great." And it's like, well, should I get it or not? And I had talked to some alums who at homecoming because I love homecoming and we have great alums that always come back and they were talking about their four years and it's like four years. I, you know, at the time it was like, yeah, I've got like 25 in, uh, I got you beat. And so I thought, well, I think I've been here long enough. I qualify, but yeah, it's the prof Pat mm -hmm. uh, license plate. And it's like, I won't be a professor anymore. It'll be time to move on. Well, I have to get a new one that says retired prof, right? That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, well, well, was there an indicator for you that kind of told you, about, you know, this is the right time. This is the time for me to, to step away and move on to the next phase. Well, I wouldn't say that there was just one uh, area. I know I'm 61. I'll be turning 62. So from an age point of view, uh, that seems sort of natural. And I have a lot of family and friends. Uh, and I've always looked at things, you know, just as college is a fantastic four years, and even the people that have a wonderful time as a senior, it's like, well, it's time to leave. We love you, but you got to go. You can come back for homecoming. It's the same thing with working, that you have a certain tenure. Uh, you have time to contribute to the school, to work with the students, but then it's time to move on. I know... Some of the stuff with, for example, with technology, I just don't feel quite as comfortable uh, using some things that my students are very accustomed to and I try. Uh, but it's like, yeah, maybe bring in somebody newer who might feel a little more comfortable where they grew up using some of these things mm -hmm. that I didn't. But I still use it. Sure. I know that's one of the things I love teaching marketing is that there's always new examples and it's fun to see new things. Uh, but some of that stuff, it's like I just, you know, maybe somebody younger uh, might feel a little more comfortable with some of those uh, newer topics. Yeah, so it just feels like right now that this, yeah. is, this is the right time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's time. Plus, uh, I, I know having um, some individuals that I've seen that have passed away, uh, for example, Pat Pizarek, who passed away when he was working. Uh, I remember one of my f favorite ex-students, uh, Tim Kunkel, who passed when he was working. And it's like you look and it's like, you know, people, you don't live forever. 
and I still have things I want to do. So yeah, I like working, but and I think Loris is a great place, but it's not like I wake up Monday morning and it's like, oh, it's fun day. It's like, well, it's work day. <laughs> it's you know, it's like I enjoy it, but it's still going to work. Uh, so I think retirement will give me a chance to try a few other things. I know I have some areas that I want to go back to being a student where I'll actually have time to learn certain topics that I'd like to learn more about once I don't have to be the teacher. Okay. Well, and so let's look at the uh, the opposite end of your timeline here. So we're talking about the retirement. What about the uh, the first days on campus? What, uh, what was that... What led you to Loris in the first place 34 years ago? Well, it was sort of interesting in that uh, I was had worked in marketing research uh, up at Green Bay, Wisconsin, home of the Green Bay Packers, greatest team ever. And by the way, uh, I have a newspaper in my office from 1997 when the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl that I leave out just for the benefit of my um, students that might be Bear fans. <laughs> a little dig. Uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, and some of them have responded when the Packers lost. Uh, but it was something where I had worked in research, and I thought this is very interesting, and it would be great to do one or two days a week. But I want to work more with people. And I had relatives who had worked in teaching, and I thought, well, I want to check out teaching, and I had uh, then taught at another school, and I thought, you know, maybe work at a smaller school, teach there for a while. My original plan was I would be here short-term, go on for more schooling, and then end up at a bigger school, because I always thought, well, um, I was more familiar with larger schools and smaller schools. And so I thought, well, the bigger school would be the place to be. But then when I got here and some of the senior faculty, I got to talk to them and I saw the lives that they lived. For example, Bob Pomerick. Bob Pomerick was a big influence on me. He was a fantastic gentleman. Uh, John Dorweiler in politics. I would talk to both of those uh, professors and I saw their life and how they had spent years working here and how satisfied they were here, where being able to contribute to the development of a student and do it in a field that you find interesting, that that combination that you're going to continue to keep learning about the field that you really enjoy studying and you get to help students while being part of a community, that both of them talked about this is a place to be. You know, you don't want to leave and end up at a bigger school. It's more impersonal. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to be someplace here. Uh, and so for me, it was like that. I think I'm going to stay. And I know sometimes, well, one of the things I love about Loris College is the chapels. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the expert on theology, but... <laughs> I enjoy sitting in a chapel because it just feels right. Mm -hmm. And I think it can really help to center a person and to think about life. And sometimes when I'm in the chapel, I look around and I think that this was a spot that God wanted me to be and because it just feels right. 
or I'm happy to be here, I, I'm making an effort, uh, and, um, you know, but things have worked out pretty well. Yeah. So look, and especially since I worked in research for a company that went out of business, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I picked the winner. Uh, Loris is going to be around for a long time. Um, if I had stuck with the place that had gone out of business, that would have been really sad. I would have been retired by now because they're all gone. <laughs> uh, but the decision is come here and then to stay here, uh, I think, was definitely the right point. Plus, it was also getting to know the students. I remember we used to have some really fun homecoming socials. That uh, uh, I remember going to some of the events down uh, on Lower Main, down at the Julian, and visiting with alums and with students and going, oh, man, this is great. And it was all this sense of community where the professors would know the students. And I remember walking home and visiting with another professor who had been there, and he was walking also to his apartment. And we talked about how fantastic it was to be here where after you teach somebody, you get a chance to get to know them and stay in touch with them after they graduate. And then you can see what they're doing. That's one of the things I've always enjoyed is homecoming, where you not, don't only see your ex-students, but you get to meet their spouse. For some of them, you get to meet children. Mm -hmm. uh, although... The challenge with me is I remember the students, how they looked when they're 20. And I've had some homecomings where it's like, and I don't say anything, but it's like, <laughs> you do not look like you're 20 anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I can remember the smile, and, um, but it's like, yeah, you do not look like you're 20, but it's the same thing. You know, I always remember one of my very first days, about one of my first classes I taught uh, was in Kane here. I was the new guy, uh, so I had classes all over campus, which I liked because that way I got a chance to meet people on campus. Upon one of the first classes, uh, my students, I was talking with somebody in the hallway, and then when I walked in, they actually thought one of the students was a professor because I looked rather youthful, and they thought, well, the other person who uh, was a non-traditional student, they said, well, he, he's the professor. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I walk in and it's like, yeah, nobody's confusing me uh, with the students. <laughs> uh, I've got the gray hair. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's not the case. Well, when you look back, I mean, you, you mentioned the, that sense of community. When you're kind of looking back, is, is that really the, the biggest takeaway, you think, from, from your time at Loris? Are, are there other things that, that really stand out? Obviously, you know, the homecoming socials. Is there other things that other events or other um, remembrances of the college as you look back that really think that, you know, this is, this is really a great time, a great experience? Well, to me, it's the, the people. That you have the community. And what's nice is college is an important age of transition where this is an important event to someone, that most people, when they graduate from high school, their further educational experience will be at one institution. And then that's the institution that they identify with, but that's the institution where they mature, where they have a better sense of themselves, where they make lifetime friends, where they might meet their spouse and where they then come back and have these tremendous feelings of nostalgia. 
and to know because to me it's fun to look at differences between first-year students and seniors I remember having one class and I always like to have tell people first class go and get everybody you know introduce yourself to everybody especially if we have a student who's a transfer student uh, we definitely want to get to know those people but get everybody's first name last name and piece of information and I had one class with younger students and I remember just sitting there smiling because all the guys were wearing their caps turned backwards. And several of them, you could see before they were going to talk to the women in the class, they had to adjust their hat. <laughs> and it was like, really? <laughs> it's just turned backwards. But the, and then watching them interact and then seeing them when they're a senior and seeing the uh, maturity and the development and knowing, well, I helped in a little small way. Uh, that that to me and then going to graduation I I've always enjoyed graduation I like seeing the students and seeing how they've made it through I enjoy meeting the families it, it's amazing how so many students look so much like their parents <laughs> it's like yes that is your mother <laughs> she's your mom it's really clear I can see the resemblance there uh, you know so for me that's uh, you know a big big plus Sure. Well, and not only you talk about the, the students changing over those four years, but I mean, the college has changed a lot in 34 years. Uh, teaching methods, everything is kind of adapted. What's what's really stood out to you? Like when you walk into class today, as opposed to when you when you started in that first class? Uh, the, it's definitely much more experiential. Uh, we still had when I started people who would rely heavy on lecture, where it was lecture, lecture, lecture. Mm -hmm. I remember one uh, professor, he had lecture notes on the Constitution, and they were yellowed from age. <laughs> and he said, well, this hasn't really changed. I don't have to update it. Uh, well, that teaching style isn't what we're doing. That uh, They're trying to be much more interactive, uh, you know, um, but then it's also, I, I think the modern student has a shorter attention span than what they had 35 years ago. Uh, so the techniques are different. Uh, but what's the same is that this is a school that focuses on students that wants to give people an opportunity to accomplish things, where we want somebody who's going to be active. We don't want to be the big school that has a big lecture hall where we don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. But that's then the challenge this year. I, last fall, I, at the end when I did my grades, I was not happy. And the reason why I wasn't happy was I was looking at assigning grades and some of these people, I was drawing blanks. And the reason why was they would come to class and we had the hybrid system where it's a Tuesday, Thursday class, it's split up. They're there maybe on Tuesday and not on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone's on Zoom. Students want to keep their cameras off. So when I visualize people, it's like I have a whole room of people. And once again, for some reason, guys like to wear hats and hoodies. And then they're wearing a mask. And when they're on Zoom, they have their camera off. So I was unhappy where it was a case of, I can't visualize some of the people's face. Mm -hmm. It's uh, And that's why this year I told them, if you're going to have your camera off, you have to have a photograph. Because I told them, to me, 
one, you know, I'm never claimed to be the greatest teacher, but I'm going to know or try hard at knowing the student's name. So if I'm at a maybe a football game, a basketball game, walking around, if I see the student, I can call them by name, mm -hmm. and I know something about them. So I can ask them about how's your internship going, or you know, hey, your new puppy, how's the puppy treating you? Mm -hmm. uh, but with everyone wearing a mask or just having the camera off, it, it's much more much more difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, it, yeah, look, so. I mean, look at this this after. All this time here, the last year, the last calendar year has been distinctly unique. Oh, would you go from mid? Yeah, you're, you're, we're kind of cruising along last the spring semester of last year, and and suddenly the campus shuts down and everything goes completely virtual, just like that. What was that like? I mean, you're so used to teaching one way, and suddenly, like, well, everything's everything's been turned on its head. It was really strange because I know the marketing club, which isn't really doing anything since we have to social distance this year. Had a trip to Milwaukee planned. We had tours set up. I know I was working closely with an alum by the name of Mike Coban, great guy. And he was going to give us this wonderful tour. But then all of a sudden it's like, well, Pat, we're working from home. We don't want to bring in strangers. And the places we were planning to visit it was uh, a case of well everyone's shutting down and it's like well we can't do that and then I had a conference I was going to give a presentation and it's like well the conference is shut down and then they were talking about well we got to go online and what's amazing on some of that is I know people that have done it but as an older faculty person it's a case of that's too much work I don't want to switch mm -hmm. I know what I can go in and talk about marketing. Say, hey, let's talk and visit with students. It's so simple. But I know this year, for example, I flipped the classroom in six classes. And what that means is I've taken all my lectures, shortened the PowerPoints, added audio, posted everything on eLearn, and I use eLearn. I still have problems with the cloud. We talk about use the cloud, and it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> I, I'm not good with the cloud. I'm old. Uh, uh, but, but then the classrooms were using it for discussion and working on projects and assignments. But it, it's a different approach. Mm -hmm. So it's a different approach. And then just being online and seeing everything shut down it's just so very strange yeah. that uh, because to me, one of the reasons that I love about Loris is the interaction. The faculty are so friendly and there's always things going on. Speakers, sporting events, plays, music. There's all so many things to do. And part of what I always tried to do was I would say every week, of the entire year, I'm going to something that I always viewed that that was part of my job. And it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, it was fun to visit with people outside of the classroom. But every, all that's being shut down. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. We, you know, the basketball games, it's a limited attendance. And it's basically invite-only, socially distanced, where only the family members, a few family members of the players are going. I've been doing that for years. I love going to the Loris. 
basketball games, but that's something that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this spring when some of the sports are competing outside, I might be able to watch something in social distance. I'm hoping things are definitely going to get better. I know they're working a lot with shots and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this has been a weird year. Yeah, well, and, and you, you talked already about the, the challenge of, you know, that hybrid mode where sometimes they're in class, sometimes they're online. You don't always – very rarely do you, send, do you actually see a, a full face at all, you know, on a regular basis. How, I mean, how do you adapt from that fall semester to – you got your, your, we've started your final semester now. How, how are you trying to adapt and get through this final semester as you kind of work through it? It's a big challenge um, because what complicates it too is that you also have Loris, I think, is doing a really good job of providing a safe environment where, for example, if you're on a sports team and somebody tests positive, they will quarantine people. And that's where you see a lot of the students where it might be they live in a house with some of their buddies. And so then the whole house is on quarantine. Mm -hmm. But what that means is then those people are then going online. But that's one of the reasons why I tried to flip the classroom was I tell the students, don't worry. I have Zoom on every class period. I am now actually standing in front of my camera. That was one of the big adjustments because I love to walk around the room. Mm -hmm. I'd walk around and walk up to people and talk. Uh, but it's like, no, if you're on Zoom, you have to stand in front of the camera so that the people can see you. So I'm doing that where everyone's on Zoom. All of the lectures are posted on eLearn. All of the assignments are being done uh, on the – we do – one of the areas where it's definitely different is I'm really embracing a lot of digital marketing. I know in my marketing analytics class, a lot of it was talking about digital analytics. In my advertising class, I know today we were talking about Twitter. Next week we're talking about Instagram, where we're doing more with uh, digital. Um, so I'm getting used to that. And But for me, the strange part is then we split the classroom up. And over the course of the semester, you have more people that quarantine. So you go from half the class to less than a third of the class Mm -hmm. till maybe you might have three students in the class. And it's like, and they're wearing masks. Yeah, Uh, It is sort of interesting. We try to social distance, but it's for some weird reason, even if you only have one, two, three, or four students, you always have somebody who wants to sit as close as possible to the professor. And it's like, well, is that safe? I guess you're wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Uh, but, but it's just strange because sure. I, I never was a germaphobe. I, I never really worried about it. Mm-hmm. If I got sick, I, it's like, well, um, I'll get better. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was not a big issue, but now it's a, a big issue. And the classes are just, just having where it's a different mix. Sure. Uh, I know I had one class where it's split up, uh, where half comes on Tuesday, half comes on Thursday. Some people are online. Another class where it's uh, half come on Monday, half come on Friday. Everybody Zooms on Wednesday. And then you have some people who are just online. Uh, One of the classes, seven of my students are online the whole semester. So then that class, I 
talked to people and I said, well, do you want to be here one day a week, two days a week? So I have some people who are online the whole semester, some people who are in person on Monday, some person who are people who are in person on Friday, some people who are in person on Monday and Friday, mm -hmm. and some people who start one way and then they switch. So keeping track of all that, <laughs> it's like, it's my last semester. I'm trying to keep track of all this and learn everybody's name while they have uh, a mask on mm -hmm. where it's more focused. Okay. She has this color hair and she has that color hair. Uh, it's, I, I don't, you know, my hair do, I don't pay attention to hairstyles, mm -hmm. but now I'm doing that because that's something that's noticeable on the sure. students when they all are wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and, and when you talk about, you know, one of the, the, the great appeals of Loris is the sense of community and, you know, that sense of community, it's, it's a struggle when everything is yes. virtual. Yes. Yeah. It, it's tough. Um, it's sort of funny. Uh, one of the techniques that the faculty have adopted that use Zoom is they tell their students, we will stay on Zoom uh, after the class is over. So all you have to do is stay on Zoom and you can have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with your instructor. So that yeah. way, if it's an assignment, they have questions on or advising on classes, uh, maybe it's a student who's thinking about staying for the fifth year. Loris mm -hmm. has that whole fifth year program, which is right. fantastic. Uh, they can stay, but it's also sort of funny because sometimes it's the last person who's late on clicking his uh, leave button where it's, oh, you're the last person. You must want to talk. And I, they look like they want to turn the computer off, but I trap them. So it's like, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And it's actually, I enjoy doing that, even if it's just a few minutes where we just have a chance to talk and I can actually see what their face looks like so I get to know who they are better. Sure. And then it's a case of, okay, I know them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That works out. Sure. Well, so this semester comes to close a little bit earlier. So we're, we're you know, it wraps up in April and then, then we have May term instead of a J term this year. At that time, you're done. What, this is the, probably the hardest question then. Well, it may be the easiest question for you. I'm not sure, but what's next? Well, Professor Hugh Graham is also retiring. Um, he was not scheduled to teach J term, so he does not have to teach the May term. Mm -hmm. I signed up for J term. January term, which means I now teach in May. Mm -hmm. uh, Professor Graham has told me that he will be texting me every day <laughs> during the May term session and telling me where he is. I know he's <laughs> planning to be, um, he's going to be buying a big old RV and then along with his wife, he'll be traveling through the United States and visiting warmer climates. Uh, but he will be checking in on me. Uh, but I'll be here. Uh, so, uh, yes, I'm retiring, but I get to stick around for three weeks after graduation uh, teaching principles of marketing. That's... But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that class. Uh, after graduation, um, I know I have a lot of family and friend that I, friends that I want to spend more time with. Um, because to me, people are very, very important. Uh, that's one of the things I love about teaching is I like the people I work with. I like the students I've taught. I like the students I'm teaching. Or for the most part, there's always a few that can drive you crazy. Um, so more time with people. But then I want to also go back to being a student. 
I have topics that I want to study in more detail that I just don't have enough time in during the semester. That during the normal school year, we keep, we're kept busy. Mm -hmm. That uh, Laura's faculty, between prepping for classes, staying current, and we try to have a lot of different types of assignments, but that all takes time. All the grading and reviewing, that takes time, so I don't have as much um, time to spend on learning some of these new topics. So I'll go back to being a student instead of a teacher, Okay, which I think will be fun. Yeah. Kind of flip the script a little bit on you. A little, <laughs> a little, uh, and that, and but yeah, it's uh, a, definitely a big change. Yeah, thinking about life after graduation. Um, I have hobbies I want to spend time with, um, possibly volunteer work. Uh, but uh, once COVID is over, one of the things that I actually want to really embrace. I love live music. Absolutely love live music. I go to concerts on a regular basis. I've been going to music festivals every summer. I have some friends that I've been going to festivals with for years. One of the things I like about Dubuque is the live music in town. Uh, the, we have two casinos. They target people my age. So they bring in musical groups that people my age like. Uh, and it's like, yes, I'm going to go down and I'll listen. Uh, but it's also an hour and a half drive to Madison, the Quad Cities, Waterloo, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City. They all have fabulous performances. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, and that's something it's easy to do during the summer. But if I have, say, a concert during the week, it'd be a case, well... I'm not going to go to a concert on a Tuesday night when I have a early Wednesday morning class. Mm -hmm. But when I'm retired, it's a case of, yeah, you bet. Sure. I'll be able to do that. Uh, and I definitely want to do more of that. Okay. Well, you won't be idle is basically, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, keeping yourself active as you. As I'll be keeping myself active, although I'm also enjoying, uh, and I don't know how much my wife appreciates it, but. Uh, when she gets up to, uh, especially when I was teaching online and I didn't have to go to work right away, it'd be like, well, I have a nice day at work. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to get up. Uh, and I can, <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about getting dressed for work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so you mentioned Hugh Graham, and we'll, we'll spotlight him at a future time on the Loris Daily. So with the two of you moving on, Obviously, new new faculty will move in. How would you describe Loris to these new faculty members coming in? Warm and friendly, rewarding, a place that the more the longer you're here, the more you're going to like it. Uh, it. It's definitely some place that I recommend people um, become active on campus. Uh, this is not something. Whenever I've seen people who oh, I'm going to shut my door and really get a lot of work done. It's like, no, no. Uh, you need to be doing things. You need to be participating. You need to get to know people outside of the classroom. You know, that's where it gets rewarding. Mm -hmm. That's where it's fun. It's, uh, it's not perfect. I've always told people, you know, Loris isn't perfect, and that's good. Because if they were perfect, they would have hired a better marketing professor. <laughs> 
and I would have been somewhere else. But since they weren't perfect, they got me. So <laughs> I've had a nice career here, and it, it's worked out fine. Uh, but I like the combination. I mentioned the chapel. The combination of the chance to experience your spiritual life along with your work life. That I, I think that's a great combination. Um, although I was um, actually Zooming on a one-credit class with some other faculty and staff, and I did it made me feel old because people are talking about how long they've worked there, and you have somebody say, oh, I've been here 11 years. <laughs> and all I could think was, yeah, I, I've been here since Ronald Reagan was president. <laughs> Ronald Reagan was president when I started teaching here fall of 1987. <laughs> and it just made me feel so old. It's like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, you know, because the 80s, the 90s, the noughts, the teens, and the 20s. Mm -hmm. So I've been here over the course of five <laughs> decades. And what's crazy, too, is I, I was very... Uh, close to Professor Dorweiler, who started here after World War II. Hmm. So he would talk about, you know, for example, how back then some crazy Loris person came up with the idea of Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday classes, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday classes, and what it was like trying to get the students to come to class on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, you know, that, and I know another uh, gentleman who always had a big impression on me was Bud Noonan, you know, as registrar, that his knowledge of old uh, Loris events, where we'd sit down and he'd be talking about the 1949 Loris-St. Ambrose football game. <laughs> and I would just sit there and go, wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, you know. That was 71 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and to have that recall is yeah, yeah. fascinating. Uh, it, you know, so that's fun. Yeah. So it's been a fun place, but I think it's time. Uh, we'll have some energetic new faculty coming in, you know, and things will transition. Yeah. Well, Pat, thank you so much for coming in. I, I do want to... Wish you a congratulations, an early congratulations on your retirement. Well, thank you. And, uh, and and thank you. I know a lot of people really appreciate your dedication to Loris and its students for these past 34 years. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's the, if it hadn't been for COVID, uh, the plan was more socializing with faculty and alums. But due to COVID, we're being socially distant, unfortunately. Uh, but I am looking forward to coming back for homecoming and visiting with people. I, I love homecoming. I think it's great. I love having a chance to visit with coworkers, but more importantly, ex-students. So retiring, but not leaving Loris completely. So Well, uh, <laughs> coming back to have fun on homecoming is not the same as working. Right. <laughs> a little different <laughs> approach. Uh, <but> <laughs> uh, everybody's having a good time. <laughs> uh, and that's different than, oh, we have to do this paperwork. It's like that paperwork's going to be gone. Yeah. I won't have to worry about that. All right. Well, Pat, thanks again. Thank you okay. so much for, for joining you. me. And I also want to say a quick thank you to Trent Hanselman, who is our producer extraordinaire. 
And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And if you consume your podcasts through iTunes and Spotify, you can find the Duhawk Digest there as well, so feel free to check it out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks!